What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Oh, hello. Sorry, I didn't see you guys there. Welcome into the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. As you can tell, not a lot going on, so we're starting shows off with horrendous bits. Connor, how you doing? Skits plenty. That's going to be like the next three months is us like doing various lead-ins, trying to like, I don't know, maybe we'll need, we'll need agents by the time... By the time we're done, we'll each be represented by some Hollywood agent who's like, he's got real potential. Mm, yeah, yeah. Those jokes, wow. Get him on the comedy seller tour. I mean, like yeah. that's what's going to have to happen with us. Basically, you know, those lists of like all the comedians that love the Chiefs that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Like, we're basically the next, we're basically the next entries on that list, right? Like, I, I do know Paul Rudd's mom. So I want, I have that going for me, which, by the way, she's British. Fun fact for everyone. She's British. Uh, all right. L- l- before we get going any further, got a lot of cheap stuff we want to talk to, some fun games we are going to play. But if you guys want to do us a solid during the offseason, go to DraftKings, use promo code Arrowhead, bet $5 on any sport, get 150 back in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. New customers only, 200 plus and physically present in Kansas. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Valid one offer per customer. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. Again, go to DraftKings. Use promo code Arrowhead. Okay, so not only not only is it helpful when people do that, like if you're going to bet on some sports, you're looking forward to it, gives us a boost. But I also love that Sterling is getting so good at that read. Like, I'm going to start inputting random ex-Chiefs players in that <laughs> read just to see if you can do I mean, You're going to see, like, Stanford route on line three of that, and you're going to be like, you're going to be halfway through the read, and then go, you're going to stop and go, wait, what? Wait, wait what, what? Does that say Stanford route? Tony Moyaki, John McGrath, and Garrett Dieter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bet responsibly in Sammy Piscatelli. <laughs> right? Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, welcome aboard, everyone. We're um, Sterling, by the way, I want to give you a heads up. I won't be here next week. I won't be here the week after that. And I won't be here the following week either. I'm just, I'm giving you a heads up. I take off early next week. I know. There it is. There's the celebratory cigar. I take off next week. Uh, the family and I are going to Norway. We're going to like trips this time next week. I'll be in places like if your cat walks across your keyboard and makes up names like Herfogerberger or Sigaros or like, you know, like using umlauts or whatever. Anyway, so we're, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be Scandinavianing, which means you're going to be on your own. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. I hate, I hate to leave you in the lurch, but I love to watch you leave. Is that how you say that? I hate to see me go, but I love to Scandinavia. Watch you leave. Yeah, I, I'm out on that one, man. Um, but I will say for everyone who's in the Discord, and yes, we have a Discord. So if you are a member, a uh, lot of fun stuff. We do a lot of comments, a lot of different. If you want to talk NBA, baseball, obviously Chiefs. If you want to talk music, anything you want, we are in there having a lot of fun. But a lot of the people that commented in the Discord for this moment, they're going to get some of their wishes. Uh, I'm going to try and see if Briscoe can come on because Briscoe actually just got married. Um, So we're going to see if we can have Briscoe on uh, probably week three of you. I'll be asking guys like Matt Derrick, uh, Daniel Harms, a lot of the guys that you guys wanted me to have on. We're going to try and get on here just for you guys. So stay tuned. Even with Matt Connor gone, less jokes, more Chiefs. Yeah, it will be better overall productions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to – I will free us up to raise our quality – uh, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> hey, but before we go, obviously we got a whole show here today. Glad to do it. There's not a lot going on in terms of the chiefs news, although Deandre Hopkins continues to kind of put himself out there. By the way, look, there's been nothing from the chiefs chiefs got, uh, Rashi rice. We know kind of who our top five wide receivers are. The salary cap doesn't seem to allow it. Do you think it's just silly for the chiefs to be included in that, in that talk right now? Or would you say, no, 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 I get it. 
I, I think it's pretty silly personally because it, it doesn't seem like they have the cap space for it. It doesn't seem like there's any interests. Uh, I, I know that Hopkins probably wants out because the Cardinals might be the worst team in football this year. Right now I have them winning three games, which actually was the worst record I handed out for any team this year. Um, they're not good. He's a good player getting towards his twilight years. I know he went out and gave his demands of the quarterbacks he wants, not demands, demands, but wishes of the quarterbacks he wants to play with. Mahomes was obviously on that list, but I just don't see the Chiefs going out and trying to give up draft capital for DeAndre Hopkins, especially if he gets released, then there's zero chance the Chiefs can get him because the Chiefs have no money. With what money to get him, that'll all come down, I guess, potentially if they give Chris Jones an extension, then maybe there's a little bit more wiggle room, but that remains to be seen as well. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't know if you listened. DeAndre Hopkins was on a podcast called I Am Athlete, uh, being interviewed by Brandon Marshall and, and others. And on that podcast, that dude, if you listen to his actual quotes, he is all about Buffalo. Like he is all about going to Buffalo. And so he was like, they were like, hey, man, straight up, what's going to happen with you? What's real with trade rumors? And he's like, well, I checked in. He said, well, I checked in on the teams. Like you, when you see teams out there in social media with rumors about me, I went and checked on the ones I cared about, and I could tell you the bills are real. And then when they ask him about which quarterbacks, he goes straight to, you know who I love? I love Josh Allen. He reminds me of a, he says, he reminds me of a new school, Andrew Luck, and I would love to play for Josh Allen. He just keeps going on and on about Josh Allen. And then he's like, oh, yeah, then there's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Then he just starts naming others like like Josh Allen is is the is the, uh, you know, some kind of pinnacle. So it, it seems to me if you're reading those tea leaves, it's really Cardinals or Bills. And, and other than that, it's, you know. I just don't see anything else happening there. And I'd wonder with the Bills as well. I've not seen their cap situation, but I don't know how enamored they are with Gabe Davis at this point. Gabe Davis seems to be a guy that has a couple big games each year, but the consistency is not there. I wonder if they would be okay or minimal. Maybe not in a player-player trade. You rarely see that. But as in a letting Gabe Davis walk, not giving him the extension, and that money ends up going to DeAndre Hopkins, I personally would not be shocked. They would have they would have to do some maneuvering for sure, but they're all in. Remember last year they went all in on Von Miller. Like the window is like right now or rut row, which is so funny. The Chiefs just won the Super Bowl and they are set up so well for the future. I understand the cap situation is not great. I'm not going to deny that. But when you look at the depth of this team, you look at the youth on this team. The Chiefs are in one of the best positions of any team in the NFL. And they are the front runner to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing compared to it'll be interesting to see how some of these other teams start to thread the needle. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, Chargers with Justin Herbert, how these teams who are going to have start to have to pay their uh, star quarterbacks, how they navigate these same waters. You can't have you can't have everyone. You can't keep Tyron, Tyreek, Travis, Chris. You 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 can't keep the whole band together. So you keep your songwriter and you keep your vocalist and you let everyone else go. That's how that works. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your 
door. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Anyway, well, before we get into some, uh, today we're going to play a game. It's called Stay or Leave. We're going to get into, you and I, are, we're going to sit down in some imaginary armchairs. Mine's probably like a fuzzy gray lazy boy. Can you picture that? That's nice. Yeah, and I'm picturing a a nice leather, big ass couch. You know, like the big Lebowski, the old dude who Love sits it. in that with a fireplace in front. He's smoking Love a cigar. It. Love it. That's what I'm picturing right now. Is is me? Nice mahogany all around me. Oh, yeah, I Just, didn't know we. I didn't know we could do that. I'll take like a leather. I no, need no, leather. man, you're out. You already chose the lazy boy. I'm Why sorry. Why would I choose that? That makes no sense. Why did you say it first? That's on you. I don't know. I just thought I'd be kind of low class and be approachable. I didn't think I'd be like, I don't know. My dreams need help. Anyway, so yeah, we're already, we're going to have, um, we're going to play a game where we get in our imaginary armchairs, play some uh, armchair GM and talk about who's going to be here or not next year in terms of extensions. But I want to talk a little bit about like NFL moves this week, league owner, uh, league owners have gotten together, made some changes to the league. Tommy Towns was pretty pissed off about some, if you will. I wanted to know what you thought of some recent NFL rule changes. Uh, one of the first one, this is one that Tommy Townsend was was disliking. Uh, there was a lot of reports saying that special teams personnel throughout the league uh, all were like, and I they don't I don't get it. But NFL is trying to make the league more fair, saying that any fair catch on kickoffs will result starting from the 25-yard line, do you have thoughts on this rule in particular, the way it's going to play out? Yeah, so my understanding is in generic terms, if it's a kickoff, you can fair catch it, and it's going to be basically a touchback. You're back at the 25-yard line. Uh, It takes away some strategy, obviously. Um, For example, the Bills, who knows how that would have played out if they would have kicked it short, if the Chiefs would have just fair caught it instead because they didn't boom that through the end zone. We should have seen this coming. The NFL has perpetually tried to take down the insane hits, especially the extra hits, the unnecessary hits, if you will, on special teams. This was the way it was always going. I see Nikki M says, why bother kicking? I, honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat. You might as well just start in the 25, I guess, because of onside kick, the potential for that. But it's pretty silly to me, frankly. It takes away a lot of the excitement from special teams. Dante Hall, Devin Hester, they probably would never be what they were if they were in today's NFL. You might not even know who they were. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes away the special team aces to an extent. Now, they can still take the ball out, but I'm sure a lot of the coaching staff is going to say, hey, don't bother, just fair catch, take it to 25, especially if you're a team like the Chiefs. If you're a team like the Chiefs, frankly, you should be ecstatic right now because that means at worst you should you should get the ball to 25, right? Yeah. With this offense, you don't need the extra yards. You don't want the risk of having a fumble, of losing the ball. This should honestly hold back on some fumbles and some some miscues, right? So if you're a Chiefs fan, maybe you want to look at it glass half full. That's the way you can look. But overall, as a, uh, as an NFL fan, I'm pretty bummed out. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and I'm also – I'm not quite sure that the Chiefs should love it. I, I know that we had problems last year with Sky Moore. I know there were personnel issues there that, that you were like – we can't trust anyone. Everyone's like, just, just give the ball the offense. But I think overall, there has been there has been a decade of excellence under Dave Tobe. Like, like, and the Chiefs special teams have outclassed almost the rest of the entire NFL for a long, long time. I don't like removing some of that advantage by leveling that playing field. Now, I I don't want to say I don't like things getting safer. I mean, that's obviously great you know no one wants anyone to get hurt but at some point you got to play the game at some point risks uh, are inherent with the game it's football 
right. It's football. It's not flag football, whatever. Right. So um, if you're going to do that, then you got to let them play. And yeah, I, I, I just think some of the advantages that, that are in the details that make the, that make an experienced team like the Chiefs so great are kind of being minimized there. And that's what I don't like about it. Although I, I get it with last year's miscues, why people would be like, good. Yeah. Again, I, I, we're always going to be slightly pushing back against change. It's human nature. Sure. Uh, baseball has always happened. I know, I know when the NFL first went from the, you know, extra points at the two to moving it back to a 33 yard field goal, whatever it is now. I know at first, even I was like, ah, that's silly. And, and now I love that rule. Cause I, it makes extra points have some more meaning to it. It's not just a foregone conclusion. So sometimes the grand scheme of things, it might not be fun in the moment, but the long-term it, it might be for the best. We'll see with this. I don't see how this long-term makes the most sense or makes the game more exciting. Again, I do think it makes it safer to an extent, but I'm intrigued to see what the actual game-by-game game process looks like. A couple of comments I want to get into. One of five says, Tony not having to be a necessary kick returner is good. Yeah, um, yeah that's, again, the, the glass half full way of approaching that. And then Sam Elder ha- has a really good question here. Uh, I know this wasn't on the show sheet today, so we'll hit it pretty quickly, but I like this question from Sam. Does anyone think there will be a difference in the offense with Matt Nagy now instead of Eric Bieniemy? I know it's Andy's offense, but still wondering if some element might be different. What's funny was I was actually thinking about this today, mm-hmm. um, re- really randomly. So, Sam, thank you for reading my mind. Uh, appreciate that. I'm glad we have a nice little mind meld going on. Uh, but, Connor, if you want to go first on this, do you have any thoughts on this? I, I mean – I don't know if there's any way that anyone could quantify what the changes will be, if any. But it occur it occurs to me this: Matt Nagy is not some random assistant coach who was just bumped up. The guy has led his own team for four years. He was an he was an assistant head coach and, and offensive coordinator before that within this system. He's going to have strong opinions. He's going to know what works. He's going to have his his flavors and his takes. And Andy's a trusting coach. He's going to let his coaches do the thing. So it, it may be the same restaurant, but if you change one of your, like if you change an executive chef position, the menu is going to look different. So at the very least, I do think we're going to see like, after we get a few games, we're going to be able to go, Oh, this philosophy has shifted fairly significantly that we can catch on to it. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think the quantitative effect might take some time before we really see all the numbers, obviously. But maybe they pass more. I mean, BNME was known for wanting to run the football a lot. Matt Nagy, a little bit more of a, I think, known more, at least, trying to throw the ball more QB-focused. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Eric BNME because what he did here was obviously special. The, the time here with BNME was graced by tons of success. There's no denying that. But sometimes change can be good. Sometimes, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. Sometimes change can be for the best. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes at the beginning, there might be some growing pains. But I've always liked Matt Nagy. I always say he got a little bit of a bad rap in uh, Chicago. He won coach of the year for a reason, right? I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with. So now he's back here in Kansas City. At the end of the day, it's going to be Andy Reid. He, he's the the head chef. So the, the shoot, sous chef, sous chef. That's your ba- that, that, that the second command, uh, the, se- the second chef, the number two, that's the guy that's changed. But at the end of the day, who's making the menu? It's still Andy Reid. He'll still have the same uh, philosophy. So we'll see. I'm intrigued yeah. by it, but I don't think the offense is going to take a massive step one way or the other, positive or negative. No, and the most important thing to talk about when you're talking about maybe offensive shifts is this. Patrick Mahomes is that much more experienced. He's going to have that much more say. If anything, there's another person to throw ideas at, but you're going to see Mahomes have slowly but steadily even more ownership over what's happening at the line of scrimmage uh, or game planning coming in. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I, I think the trust is there for all parties. It'll be fine and, and probably even more interesting, honestly. Yeah. Uh, all right, the emergency QB rule. Connor, what's going on here? Yeah, so the NFL also voted, NFL voters, uh, owners voted this week to allow an inactive quarterback on the roster 
to come in in an emergency situation when both quarterbacks have been injured and or disqualified from play somehow. So it's kind of gets sticky because this means this is not you cannot take a quarterback on the practice squad, elevate him and then play him. This has to be someone already on the active roster. So go correct ahead. me if I'm wrong. It looked like they were upping the active game day roster by one spot specifically for the quarterback. I might be mis- misunderstood if you, on this. If you have if you carry one. Okay. So just like the Chiefs did last year, what this would have meant was Shane Bouchelle could have suited up anytime if Mahomes and Hanny had been out. But if you want but if you're thinking, oh, this is awesome, the Chiefs can carry two like like Gabbert and Mahomes. And then if something happens, then Bouchelle could come off the bench from the practice squad. And, and it's like, no, that is not the case. So you still have to carry three active roster QBs. So in some ways, I wish the rule would have even been extended, like that yeah. there's just an extra – like to me, the rule didn't go far enough. I'd love to see like a permanent extra available roster spot for QB3. That's what I'd love. Um, but at the very least, like Bouchelle could have played last year in that kind of instance. What do you think? Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Again, it's not as overarching as we would have liked, not as extensive, but this is a step in the right direction. The NFL can be slow moving when it comes to these things. It's crazy it's taken this long. I think the 49ers were the exact reason why this happened, Of yeah. you know, seeing Christian McCaffrey play in a playoff game. I mean, that's asinine. Oh, so- I mean, that, 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 that's Silly. So if they want the best product, this gives them the chance for the best product. Although I would have liked to have hockey rules, I guess, too. We can pick one dude like the Zamboni uh, driver, and he's your new goalie. So maybe they just pick like, all right, you paint paint the 40-yard line. You're you're the dude who's on the field who paints the 40. You're our new quarterback. Come on in, guy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, that would be great. um, NFL should have a Zamboni. There should be like – a halftime zam like grass zamboni that goes through right re chalk the whole thing re resod certainly some of these fields could use it that yeah, that they Arizona oh my god <laughs> yeah they need a field zamboni i love it uh one of the other things that happened this week thursday night football is now flexible um some owners have have issues with this um, but 24 owners voted it through, including Clark Hunt. I mean, they named the eight teams that were against this, but 24 voted for it. Uh, and that means that Thursday night football late in the season, Amazon can flex a couple games to Thursdays um, to affect the, the quality of their broadcast. So they're not playing, you know, the Colts versus Texans in week 15 or something. Uh what takes do you have on Amazon's ability to do this? I am pissed. It makes no sense. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, I, I don't want to affect the quality of our broadcast, but what about the quality of the actual game, the players? Doug in Kansas, Thursday night games, I think, are unsafe for the players. Just saying. I'm with you. A lot of players have come out already throughout the year saying Thursday night football sucks. We don't want Thursday night football. So what do they what do they do? Hey. Let's give you short notice and just just flex it in there because yeah. we want to make Amazon some more money because that's what they need. They, right. We don't want them to have a bad broadcast. That's on them. That's on them. It, it, it's so obnoxious. I hate it. The players hate it. No one likes it. No one likes it. The NFL, what are you doing? You know they're going to watch the game either way. We set our happy asses down and watched a 13-9 Colts-Broncos game last year. You know why? It was the only NFL game on. And guess what? It's the NFL, so of course we're going to watch. It's so asinine. Imagine if one of the Chiefs players gets injured. Imagine if one of the marquee players gets injured. Is that worth it, Amazon? Is that worth it, NFL? Yeah. I, I almost hope I to an extent I don't hope, but imagine the players just said no. Like imagine Jalen Hurts saying like, like in the NBA load management Thursday night game, the quarterback say, you know what? I'm off AJ Brown. I'm out. Like that's kind of what you have to do or, or else it's never going to change. Yeah. The NFL players association is one of the weakest players association, like major league baseball, NBA, they're much stronger. Part of that is because there's way more players in the NFL that makes it a little bit more difficult 
But I can't believe this passed. Uh, Doug and Kansas, again, money over safety. That's what it looks like. Um, again, I'm not a fan of this. They already added a second Thursday night football game that can be added this year. The Chiefs right. have two Thursday night football games. The Chiefs don't have a bad one because the, the one is opening night. So that one doesn't really count. Frankly, that's a, a benefit for the Chiefs because they have a 10-day off day before the game too. But they still have a Thursday night football game during the season. I am just not a fan of this. I'm not a fan. Thursday night football games, good teams, bad teams, doesn't matter. The quality will always be down. Yeah. You just said not a fan, and that's actually what I think of are the fans. If I'm a fan, I, I've decided I'm going to go attend a, a Chiefs game somewhere. I've bought my hotel. Maybe I bought my plane ticket because I'm coming in from out of town. I've made plans to meet my family or friends. We've got like whatever on the calendar. And then suddenly Jeff Bozos can suddenly like, uh, I really know it's Bezos. I just wanted to say Bozos there. Anyway, you know, Amazon can just decide we're going to switch it to a Thursday. Now, what do you do with everyone? Like, it's just so disrespectful. It's disrespectful to fans and the plans they've made. It's disrespectful to players and, and any notion of being health or, or for health or safety at all. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a blatant money grab and that stuff just drives me bananas yeah. me because, because you're already printing your own money. You're already printing your own money. So, you know, if the league needed more exposure, if it was like an emerging pickleball league, <laughs> And we were like, we've got a prime opportunity here on Amazon to showcase our sport. Then you take that. Then you then you do whatever it takes to get in front of people. But man, people are going to watch no matter what. So yeah. I just don't get it. I, uh, I, I like Jeremy. Final thoughts on this, Jeremy. I think you summed it up perfectly. This is the problem. They switched the kickoff rule due to player safety, but then passed this shit. Right? Actually, he didn't say shit. I added shit. Uh, Jeremy is a is a um, gentleman and a scholar. I'm the one that said shit. So that's true. That's true. You are also a gentleman and a scholar. I'll say it. Sometimes both, both of you. Yeah, it's just crazy. And and uh, I I don't get it. I don't get why. I mean, from an owner perspective, I'm sure it is all about the quality of the broadcast. Amazon is a new partner. You want them to be pleased with their product, but yeah, it's it's uh it's frustrating. Hmm. That says Doug in Kansas also has a great comment because he says, Great decision. Hit that like button, please, for Arrowhead Addict. Doug in Kansas knows what's up. Folks, if you are listening and hanging out with us, anytime that you leave a positive review, anytime that you hit the like button, anytime that you subscribe, anytime you retweet um a showtime. All of that goes so far toward helping our show. It's great. We just so appreciate that. Um, so thanks for the shout out, Doug in Kansas there. Let's get into Peacock having the rights oh, to a playoff game. A wild need, card game, but a playoff game. Do we need to mute this just so you can yell a few things? Before I've already we- done this a few times. I've already yelled a couple times on Stacking the Box. And let me just say one more time, this is shit it is it's so it pisses me off so much it's again another blatant money grab yeah okay i hate streaming do you have youtube tv did you see what happened the playoff game when it went down oh yeah let's just go ahead and do that during a nfl game like they're not making enough money it is the nfl playoffs you should be able to watch that on any of the main stations as a cable guy myself, I know I get it. I'm old. I'm the outlier. I'm the dinosaur. But the reason why cable is great is because you get every single game. That's the whole point of cable because they have the rights. But now I have to download 37 different bleeping services just to watch one different thing. You know what's going to eventually happen? Someone's going to come up with a package that has all those services into one. You know what that is? It's cable. This is just asinine. that we're going in circles. Like this – I have never been so irritated by something in my entire life. I understand people are saying, well, it's free. You just download it. Streaming sucks. Do I want to be five seconds, seven seconds, 11 seconds, whoever's behind? No. I hate downloading more useless yeah. things that I use one time and then delete. So fine, I'm going to a bar. I get it. I'm going to go to a bar and watch this game because I'm not going to do it to prove a point. The point, I don't know what I'm proving because it's free. It's just so obnoxious, asinine. Sometimes... Think of the fans and think of the quality. Stop thinking about the uh, the extra 17 bucks that the owners are getting. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't know what else to add to that. The whole, the whole thing is silly. The whole thing's a money grab. Um, I, you know, what the NFL is its own worst enemy. And, you know, the, the only thing that could ever mess with the future of football is football. The only thing that could ever get in its own way or the only thing that ever like the biggest problem is if the NFL gets in its own way and they continue to do so. I mean, we see it in like the way they levy suspensions randomly for different things. It's in the way that, you know, like, like what we saw, like Frank suspension last year, like mid season. Didn't we get the news like randomly at mid season? Like, Oh, suddenly he's out a couple games and we're like, who decided this? And at what stretch, you know, what, Sometimes these things happen and you just think there's no common sense in how things are being applied here. And this is another one of those. Yeah. So yeah, you're totally right, Sterling. They, they've, they've got this so messed up. You, you should reduce any barriers to entry to your product. Yes. There should be zero hurdles for me watching the chiefs. Zero. It should be easy as pie. For and me if to you figure if you want something, I'll, I'll throw this in. If you want to have it on cable, but then if you want to have a extra service, let's say Peacock, you have certain announcers, you have the analytical views behind it, or you have some mic'd up stuff. That is fine. I'm all for that. Like, for example, we kind of do that to our to an extent, right? We have the free service. If you can watch our show on YouTube, but then we also have a Discord channel, right? So if you want some added benefits, you just pay a little bit of money each month, right? It's the same thing in the NFL. I'm fine if they were to do that. If you're going to have streaming services on sure. Amazon, on Peacock, but you get something extra. Say, you again, let, let's say it's like baseball, how they have like the exit velo and stuff all up like, all up like that. I, cool. I'm fine. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Then maybe I'll do it, but I'm not getting anything extra. I'm just trying to watch the damn game. Yeah. And speaking of profits, which uh, surprisingly we hate, but unless it's for us, we do have merchandise. We do have merchandise. If you look in the uh, if you look in the description below, we have merch. And if you want to use, uh, gosh, Richard, use promo code Behoove. That's B-E-H-O-O-V-E and get 20% off your order today. We have a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Angry Drunken German says he got a uh, a uh, coffee mug and he says it keeps his his coffee warm and wet, exactly as advertised. So if you want to support the pod, use code Behoove and get 20% off. We believe in player safety, so I'm pretty sure some of our swag might include a, a, a cup, maybe a like a like maybe some <laughs> some pads, shoulder pads. I don't know. Anyway, go check it out. Uh, we're all there, and uh, and we'll let you know. So, hey, for the second half of our show, Sterling and I are going to play a round of stay or leave. Uh, we're going to go over a few players coming into their contract season, and we got to wonder, <clears throat> not normally what can happen this time of year. I think we all picture like, oh, I bet right now Brett Veach is in the Mediterranean um, soaking it up. I'll bet Andy Reid is somewhere wearing a Tommy Bahama, uh, doing his thing, all that. But actually, this time of year is often used to negotiate the finer points and details of long-term deals that end up being signed somewhere around the summer. And in that case, uh, we wanted to talk about whether or not we think these players are going to get theirs or not. Remember, we thought Tyreek Hill was going to reach an extension there was actually something he could look at and sign, and then it all fell apart. Uh, we thought Orlando Brown Jr., both sides, were saying the right thing, saying all the right points. That fell apart. So, Sterling, I'm going to start with you. Are you. I don't know if you're in your armchair yet or not, but let me ask you this. We're talking about Chris Jones. It looks positive. On a percent scale, 0 to 100, what's your confidence factor that a deal is going to get done before the start of the season? Oh, before. Uh, I'll just say in general, a deal with Chris Jones gets done. Uh, 67% a, a deal gets done. Two-thirds. Okay. 66.66 repeating, of course. Um, okay. I, I'm pretty confident a deal gets done with him. He okay. seems to be on a different level than Tyreek Hill be, be, because Tyreek Hill had a little bit of question marks, not necessarily with on-the-field stuff, but just in general, it felt like at, at some point they got tired of the antics. They got tired of, 
you, you, you saw why they wouldn't give him a microphone after the games. Like, there's a reason. He's a loose cannon. So I think he was more, quote-unquote, replaceable, especially offensively when you had Travis Kelsey and Mahomes still. Defensively, it is Chris Jones. He is the game changer. Jerry Sneed is number two. There's a wide gap there. Chris Jones is the best or second best interior pass rusher in the NFL. No debate about it. He is so valuable. I think the Chiefs keep him here. They find a way to get it done. Okay. So what's the max contract number you're offering Chris Jones? So I looked it up. If you look at the AAV, AAV is average annual value. Aaron Donald comes in at number one at 31.666, repeating, of course, um, you know, per season. Second most for defensive tackles, it looks like I have it. I'm on a spot track right here. It's Jeffrey Simmons at 23 and a half per year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see what Quinnen Williams gets. I think Quinnen Williams is going to be – He will top Simmons. He will top Simmons. I and I think I think the, the Chiefs and Chris Jones probably more than anything is waiting for Quinnen Williams to get that deal done. Quinnen Williams is probably going to be right around $25 million per year if I was a betting man. Uh, so I think you're going to see Chris Jones get more than that. So I think you're probably looking around 26, 27 million per year for Chris Jones. That's about my best estimate. Okay. I could see that. I could see up to 30. I could see going up to 30 for three years, three year, 390. We're going to see 390. We're going to see. But I think that fourth year is going to be the real difference. I, I, Chris Jones at his age is going to want the security. And I think you're going to have to pay for that security. If it's three, you're going to, have to pay 30 mil for three years. If it's four years, you're probably looking at 27, 28. Uh, Keith Bulow says 28. Um, I, I think we're right in line anywhere from 26 to 30. Don't yeah. be surprised. I, I will say my confidence factor is way higher. I think I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'm a hundred percent certain that a deal's done by the beginning of the season. I, but weren't you hundred percent certain with, with Tyree kill? Moving on, we're talking about uh, yeah. I I, I just you're right. You're right. You're right. I have I have nothing to back that up, other than I think Chris Jones is the third best player on this team. Uh, He's and then the other two are on offense on the complete other side of the ball. It's a very steep fall at his position. It's a very steep fall among pass rushers. It's a very steep fall in overall in talent to anyone else. You're either probably number two is Trent McDuffie, maybe Legereus Sneed, depending on what you think McDuffie's going to be this year. I, th- sure. I think by the end of this year, we're talking about McDuffie as the pillar in the secondary and 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 Jones in the front end. But there's no one else who can wreak havoc like he can. Um, so yeah, I get it. I, that's why I think it's hundred percent. I, I don't think you, you don't get cute on this. You yeah. pay, you pay and do what you got to do. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I think, but let me ask you this because it's been asked if, if someone were to trade for Chris Jones, like if the price was, cause this is what happened with Tyreek, right? The price re the market makes a demand that makes you flinch. And in that flinch, a team like the Dolphins or the Jets say, I'll give you five draft picks for this guy, right? Like that's what happened with Tyreek. The market makes you flinch. You look at all the options and suddenly in the options, you go, oh, that's actually not a bad option. That's what happened with Tyreek. Mm-hmm. If that happens with Jones, if Quinn Williams reaches $28 million himself, something crazy, Right. And then you stop and you re-examine the bigger picture. And the options look good. What would that option look like for you? Dude, you, you, you're looking at you're looking at almost a quarterback hole. Okay. I mean, for, for what I would have to return, right? Like this yep. is me. Not maybe it's unfounded, but I would say you're starting two first rounders. Yes. Like at least. And this is only if you can't find some. I, I would go up to thirty million. I might even go just one dollar higher than Aaron Donald. If he's like, I want thirty-five per year. Get out of here, right? Sure. Like they're, they're, that's that's just sorry, you can't get there. But like if it was like thirty-one or thirty-two, whatever it is, just a dollar more than Aaron Donald. If you went to the highest paid, I'd go that far. But if okay. he's just for some reason like, I no, I want to be 
reset, reset, reset the market. Then I'm like, all right, a couple firsts. I, I mean, seriously, because yeah, yeah, he's such a game changer. He's such a game wrecker. What did Jalen Ramsey get back at the time? Was it two firsts? Yeah, and then some. And then some. So that's what you're looking at. I mean, he was known as the best cornerback. I think David's tackle is more important, at least if you are a game wrecker like he is. You, there's, there's, you, you can affect the, the game on, in more plays typically. Um, man, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't yeah. want, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I mean, like I said, I think it's hundred percent that they get him, but I think you're right. I think, I think the conversation would start with two first rounders and go from there, especially depending on, I mean, you, unless the Arizona Cardinals are offering up. Yeah. You know, cause, cause then you're talking then about, you're getting one or two. Right, right, right. I mean, so like, obviously the, the quality of the picks make a big difference, but, but, uh, but if you trade Jones, if Jones came out and said, "Hey, I want thirty-two to thirty-four million dollars, and I want it over four years," and then Veach has to flinch, and let's say you have to trade him, even if you got a good package, and long term, it like looked okay, you are still gutting your team for this year. Like you are, you are gutting because then you got to resign. Then you'd end up signing Shelby Harris to take his place or something. <laughs> um, you know, maybe at Al Woods. I think Al Woods already signed or something. I mean, like at at that point, you're you're going back to the Saints and going, uh, can we trade you for Colin Saunders back? Or, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> sure like, so. at, at that point, your defensive line, as not, much as we like some of the depth right now, if if Carl Loftus is your best guy and he's still a relative unknown, right? Oh right? man, you're you're in a not ideal situation. I mean, Chris Jones is the second most important player on this team behind Mahomes. I, yeah. I think Kelsey might be better, whatever, whatever. I don't know how you're going to break it down, but he's the second most important player, I think, on this team. Yep, I, I agree. And and part of that is the fault of not building up other talent around the line. Yeah. Like, he's that, he's that important. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, let's play stay or leave, Sterling. Let me ask you a series of questions here. Stay or leave, Legereus Sneed. Staying or leaving? All I'm hearing right now in my head is should I stay or should I go not by the clash? And this is very hard for me to do right now. It's all I can picture right now. We could sing this. Should um, should Sneed stay or should he go? If he goes, there will be trouble. But if he stays, it will be double. Uh, it's going to be tough. My man, my man. Uh, I think he's gone. I want him to stay. But I think he's gone. And the okay. reason being, they didn't re-sign Chevarius Ward. I don't know your thoughts on PFF or the analytical numbers. Chevarius Ward graded out incredible, and not only his last year here, but this year in San Francisco. Yeah. I know everyone points to the, the game he got. He got burnt by DK Metcalf. Well, newsflash, a lot of cornerbacks get burned by DK Metcalf. Using that as a sample size, not going to be the best one. Frankly, his worst games, for some reason, always came against Seattle. Uh, it's a weird thing about Chevarius Ward. But if they didn't keep him, you got to go back to like Brandon Flowers, Brandon Card. Even those guys didn't stay long here. They got, they eventually got traded as well. So there's not a precedent for re-signing corners, and it seems like there's a plethora of cornerback talent already on this team. I don't think Chamari Connor is a one for one, you know, situation. But there's so much depth in the secondary that the Chiefs currently have. I wonder if that's foreshadowing for the day post Legarius Need. It all comes down to this. He, at his current position, will not get paid as much as probably Trevarius Ward. Lockdown outside CB1s get paid more than slot corners or even the versatile guys who play like that. There's just a reason. I don't know why. You think they'd get paid more because they're they're tasked to do more. But that's not the way the NFL values them. So I wonder if his open market value is not quite as high as a Trevarius Ward or some of those other outside predominant CB1s. I think that will be interesting to follow because it wouldn't surprise me if Sneed was the exception. I don't think it's a secret around the league what he means to this team. I don't think the other teams are caught by surprise. Like, oh, I didn't realize that Sneed was was really that amazing on the. Ch- I can think everyone knows like Legarius Sneed is a chess piece. It's impossible to tell where he's going to go and what he's going to do anytime, and he makes life hell for us. And so I think teams are going to be willing to pay for that mismatch that he can create or that disguise coverage that he can create. 
and then go from there. And so, yeah, I, I would like to see the Chiefs pony up, but you are right. Look, they're well coached. Dave Merritt um, was was just sent to the coaching accelerator. He's the positional coach right now. Um, last weekend, the NFL just held their NFL's annual um, head coaching accelerator, and what that provides is diverse min- uh, minority coaching candidates who are interested in making the leap. It gives them a full weekend of networking access, um, leadership lessons, like breakout sessions where they can hobnob with some of the owners and get some good FaceTime. Because honestly, that's how a lot of these decisions are made, who you know, yeah. and, it, and it allows them in that door. So Dave Merritt has been identified as, hey, he's not just a great positional coach. He's maybe a head coach in waiting on the defensive side. The Chiefs have it well there. And so if you lose Legereus Sneed, for example, but you're going to gain a boost like with the youth, you're gaining a boost in Watson's play, a boost in Williams' play, a boost in McDuffie's play, a boost in Shamari Connor's play in his second season, and then whoever else you replace him with with Sneed, like the whole position is ascending. And so maybe the loss of one guy, even a chess piece, is not a deal breaker. I think you're right. I'm talking myself into the Chiefs are probably – going to watch him sign a bigger deal and leave. And I think part of it is we're trying to brace ourselves because we all want Legereus Sneed to stay here. Oh my gosh. I love Legereus Sneed. I love him. But Uh, but it feels like we're bracing ourselves. We're like, all right, uh, let's get out of this early so that way when it happens, I'm not completely heartbroken. Right, right, right. Chiefs Kingdom says Sneed is a stub, but it'll be tough to keep him. Angry Drunken German says, can Williams play slot corner? Man, if, he he may be too long. I mean, he that, and that guy is long, long, long. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how that works out. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's play another round. Stay or leave, Sterling. Willie Gay Jr. linebacker coming into his contract season. I think he leaves. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs bring him back. I think Drew Tranquil is the. I'm not saying the long-term answer, but but I think that was kind of the writing on the wall. Um, I like Willie Gay Jr. to an extent, but he hasn't played a full 17 games, right? I don't think he's been healthy for a full year in his entire NFL career, or at least been able to play all those games. And he was one of the few disappointments last year, if you can say that, where he didn't take a step forward. It seemed like him and, Der- uh, and Derek Nottie were the only two dudes who really didn't take a step forward. It feels like the potential you're still talking about. And if you're talking about potential in year four, that's not great. That means he hasn't done enough. Um, the athleticism is undeniable, but I think the Chiefs move on. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, there's a part of me that wants to believe that there's still some, some real growth out there. Um, you know, he's still young, he's on his rookie deal. This is the motivational year for him. Part of his issues being on the field in the past has been a suspension, so it's not all injuries. Sure. There's a part of me yeah, – go back to Derek Johnson, right? Derek Johnson, middle linebacker, former first-round pick out of Texas, gets in Todd Haley's doghouse. Todd Haley says, uh, you can go sit on the bench. I could care less if you're a first-round pick. I could care less that you're whatever. I don't even care who's behind you. Go learn a lesson, right? There was There was – an I think there was an issue there with some effort. I think there was an issue there with some, some. hey, here's who you can be. Here's who you are right now. There's a distance between the two. Bridge that gap. And it wasn't until Todd Haley, you know, basically embarrassed him in that way. And then it worked. He bridged that gap. I think we all know, look, Willie, here's where you're playing right now, and here's where you could be playing, and there's a there's a gap there. Mm. If If he can bridge that gap – you're talking about a whole other level to this Chiefs defense, a whole other level. But then you got to pay for that too, and that's what it comes to, down to. And, that, and, and that's another that. thing. I, I don't think the Chiefs are right now in the business of paying. You know, Drew Tranquil is even on a, a team-friendly deal. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't see them. Even if Gay breaks out, that almost might be worse for the Chiefs to where other teams are going to outbid them. Yeah, yeah. I will say this though: if Willie Gay bridges that gap. I think he's more valuable than Nick Bolton at linebacker. 
Like I think his I think his potential is higher as a more well I know you're you're trashing me here, but I think Willie Gay's overall potential as a well-rounded linebacker holds the chance of greater overall impact if he can bridge that gap. Yeah, and uh, Sterling is now going to be done looking for a new co-host. But, yeah, that's what I think. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. It hasn't happened yet. But we both know. I mean, you've even said before, you know, you know like Nick Bolton has his clear weaknesses. And, and Gay has places where it's like, man, you can do it. Why aren't you doing it? So, anyway, that's where it is. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, let's move on. You're looking around for something. Yeah, I'm looking around for some for some truth in that statement. I'm looking around to see if I can find any facts oh, that back up your really gay junior. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, why don't you send Nick Bolton back there in coverage instead of Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil and tell me if there's any uh inconsistencies or inabilities or not. At least Nick Bolton knows where to be. Oh uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're all on the same team here. No, I, don't that, <laughs> I don't I don't know that we are. I don't know that we are. Uh, stay or leave, my friend, Mike Anna. I, I think he actually stays. Uh, I'm probably more confident of anyone in this draft class that he's the one that stays. I don't think his open market's going to be anything crazy. I think he yep. fits in well here. I don't know why yes. he would switch because he's not going to be a starter, I don't think, on any other team. I think his role is his role. I like Mike Dana. I think Mike Dana likes it here. Why would you not stay at a, at a spot that you're probably going to get the exact same amount of snap share? Same amount of usage, same amount of money, but win a Super Bowl. Yep. I think Dana stays. Uh, I love it. I love everything you just said. I It heals everything you just said about Willie Gay. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. Mike Dana is so underrated. Mm-hmm. He deserves to come back. Um, he's been that way since the beginning. Dude, since, since Mike Dana's first season, he's been – the kind of guy that makes you go that that makes you say, man, that guy, he's been he's been so underrated and valuable to this team. And he keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll get starter money. And if that's the case, I, I'd love to see him back on like a two-year eight million dollar deal or something. Yeah. Like yeah, I'd I, go up to I may even go up to 12. Well, I look look, Charles O'Minihue is is 220 mm-hmm. and and wasn't a starter. Yeah. I like I don't think Mike Dan is going to get 220. No, 12. I, I thought he was 10 million a year. No, 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 no. For Mike Dan is what I'm saying. I would go, you know, two oh. for 12, you know, yeah. two for yeah, yeah, you know, great. six mil a year. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Are are we sitting in the same armchair? Are we predicting the same deal? Did you come over to my lazy boy and try to sit down with me? Because I I feel like I mean, we're saying the same thing. You you told me to to go and I, I did, so I'm okay. sorry. All right. Uh, Tommy Townsend, stay or leave? Uh, stay, 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 stay. Keep those long, luscious locks in Arrowhead Stadium because it's amazing. Look, man, people say, oh, you can't pay a punter because the Chiefs don't even use a punter. Look, if you have anything that creates a mismatch, if you have anything that creates a mismatch in the NFL, you keep it and you use it. You don't just say, oh, we don't use our punter as much. The guy's an all-pro in his second season. He boots the ball with tremendous power. He's accurate when he does so. He's an excellent young punter. I'm sorry if we don't punt as much as you think, but if you spend an extra million to keep that mismatch, yes, it's worth that million, even if other people want to like discount special teams for some reason. Yeah, uh, I've gone back and forth because the Chiefs released Dustin Colquitt over a million dollars. And Dustin Colquitt at that time was still a good punter, but they also had Tommy Townsend waiting in the wings. I don't think they have someone else waiting in the wings right now. I'm intrigued because he might become the highest paid punter in the NFL, and I don't know if the Chiefs want to spend that kind of money. Again, I'm with you with the, with the mismatch situation, and that's the way uh, I'm going about this is the mismatch. Uh, I've kind of gone from I think he's gone to I think he stays. So I'm about 5149 that he is is back. Again, I, I just don't know if they're willing to make him the highest punter in the NFL. And he should not I think he should be, quite frankly, just based on what he's done, the way he's progressing his youth. Yeah. Um 
So I think it's going to be very fascinating to watch this one play out. I get it. I get it. There's a good question. Keith Bulow says, even with the new rule, um, you know, that uh, that is a good question. I mean, we'll, we're going to see, we will see this season if somehow that changes the value of what Townsend brings. And maybe the chiefs are going to wait on that. There's no reason to, um, there's no reason to hurry and get this done. They can get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we literally won a Super Bowl off a botched punt. Sign Tommy, please, says KL368. Uh, by the way, Angry Drunken German says, I miss Colquitt. He knew just how to kill that ball inside the five. Uh, yeah, we went from one great punter to another. Now, I mean, that was that, uh, that's for sure. All right, stay or leave. CEH, this will be quick. Gone. <laughs> C-E-H. See you later, Clyde. Yeah, we're done. We're done. There's no conversation. Yeah. Okay. Turk Wharton, stay or leave. Um, he's the last guy entering a contract year. I, you know, like if he's if he stays, it's minimal cost. If he if he goes, it's it's minimal loss. I I mean, he's a great story as like Missouri S and T does not produce. Like it's not like there's a long hallway lined with plaques of the of the you know like wow like like give me a second to just like consider all the greatness that has come out of Missouri S and T you know like it's not like we're doing powerhouse yeah he's a great story on drafted free agents done very well or even come back this year Uh, I think he's a valuable contributor for sure but uh, but yeah I mean it's it's not like anything I'm considering I don't I don't think the front office right now is putting together the extension package for Turk Wharton. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think if anything, uh, it'll be a very minimal contract. Uh, Great story, but I don't, if some team offers him a decent chunk, I don't think the chiefs are going to go over it. Anything more than almost a veteran minimum, unless he busts out this year, but I I don't see that in the cards. I like Turk Wharton, but he's not a necessary piece of this team. You don't go overspending again. As you mentioned, it's not a mismatch generator. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Jerome Bunker says might need Turk. If Chris Jones is gone, sign Chris. You'll need a lot more than Turk. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what happens there. Um, Angry Duncan German closes with this year will be hard to repeat. If we pull it off, we'll have cap space this off season to add free agents. Yeah. It's going to be real interesting to see how this team does the way it's currently constructed um, Got to get some of this money off the books. Um, and then we'll see what happens with names like Joe Tooney mm. next offseason. Frank Clark's dead cap space comes off. Yeah. Uh, I like these kind of things. I like analyzing these kind of things. It's fun to play GM and try to figure out contracts and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, All right, Richard, get in here. Old boy's got a softball game to go to. I got to get some dingers in me and some bush light and Casey Bierko in me, okay? Let, yeah, we're let, running late. Let's do this. Yeah, Richard, we're running late. I, I blame you. You're our producer. You got to tell us when to go quicker, okay? You Richard. know Matt Connor and myself are going to talk for hours. It's what we do. That's true. You guys are big gabs. <laughs> All right, let's get through this. Do you want me to do my must list first? I'm happy Keep to get it, out of the way. What's on your must list? I'm recommending. I'm not finished with it. I don't think I'll ever be finished with it. I'm recommending the new Zelda game, that new Tears of the Kingdom. It's amazing. It's really fun. It's all-consuming. Uh, that's all I'll say. It's pretty obvious. It's a no-brainer. I, I shouldn't have said anything, but Zelda, I'm there for it. But why is that a no-brainer? Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's Zelda. I mean, okay, sure, there's been a few duds in the series, but like this is a really good one. It's Even the reviews are coming in pretty solid, and, and they're not wrong. Like It's an amazing game. Uh, there's so much freedom. There's a lot of soaring. Uh, it's very chill. Uh, you can make big phallic uh, creature, big construction pieces that are trending on... on TikTok and, and all that stuff. It's really funny. It's an amazing game. It's very solid. Z- Zelda's changed since I last played. Zelda has changed. Uh, though, in my I'm opinion, you could, you could still do that stuff in the old games if you're very creative. <laughs> uh, I'll go next, and then uh, Strongin closes out the show. Uh, have you guys ever played Out of the Park Baseball? Do you guys like are you guys baseball, baseball management? Huge baseball management. I play MLB The yeah. Show. MLB The Show is the, the GOAT. So there's a, there's a baseball simulator on a computer called out of the park baseball it's the most in-depth thing ever like deep minor leagues you can like buy players from korea what like it's just it's incredible it's incredible like a whole a whole sim that makes you feel like 
oh my gosh, I'm drowning in details. And I feel like a real baseball GM. It, it, I love this game so much. Uh, I have to be very careful if I start to play it because I'm not done for like 10 hours. Uh, and I'm all I'm doing is like a couple days worth of stuff in the game. So uh, yeah, if you're a baseball fan, baseball nerd, uh, out of the park baseball, I, I just love it so much. What about you, brother? Uh, I'm going with Yacht Rock music. It's Yacht Rock season, baby. Ambrosia, uh, Toto, America, Bread, uh, Steely Dan. Uh, don't bump your head at me, Richard. Don't give me. A- I was no. I was wondering when did America become Yacht Rock, but I'll take yeah, it. It's fine. They they really did. They, I thought they, Yacht Rock was like Hall and Oates. Well, it is, and I was gonna get to Hall and Oates because the playlist of my Yacht Rock is called Holland Boats. Holland Boats. Yes. So, um, Listen to some Christopher Cross. Get a Mai Tai and let the, and let the cool waves take you out of here. Listen to Matt Connor's voice as we sail out of here. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, the Tuesday edition with Matt Connor, Richard, and Sterling. Until next time, guys. We're out of here. I'm sorry. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.